And welcome back to the Part-Time Otaku Podcast. My name is Dave. My name is Grant. And today we're going to talk about Season 4, Episode 10 of Attack on Titan. We do this every week. Um, we're anime-only watchers. We've never read the manga, so you know we don't know about anything that's coming. Uh, usually we're just going to start off here with a quick recap of the whole episode, and then we'll talk about you know all of our favorite moments from this week's episode. Before we do that, though, I want to give a big shout out to at Lumians on Instagram. That's L-O-O-M-I-O-N-S. This is where we got the uh, kick-ass thumbnail for this week's episode that you're that you're looking at. I think he called it When It All Began. Really good. On, yeah, Very season cool. one. Very fan. cool, man. Yeah, man, I love this one. I love uh, like the forced perspective or the color change cutting across Aaron's face. And there's all these neat little details in the corners of it. Very cool. Okay, so we'll start right off here. Season 4, episode 10, A Sound Argument. Two years in the past, Zeke brokers an introduction between Parody Island and the nation of Hizuru. Madame Azumabito proposes a long-term plan to keep the island safe until they can protect themselves in modern society. However, Hizuru's assistant comes with a price tag of Parody's natural resources. Hizuru refuses to int- introduce Parody to other nations, and Hanji decides the scout regiment will have to find some alternative. Back in the present, Aaron lashes out at Hanji, and his behavior concerns his closest friends and colleagues. It's revealed that Historia is pregnant, which is delaying the transfer of Zeke's Beast Titan to her out of concern that the process could harm her or her unborn child. All right. Yeah. Weird episode. Uh, really weird. Yeah. A yeah. little, uh, like, we've talked about how pacing has been great. Or I've mentioned, like, pacing has been so dope this whole season. This one felt weird. Uh, it just... came to a halt. <laughs> yeah that's what it felt like it like was very uh stuff happened and then also not yeah so th- th- honestly like you know like what was said and like what was you know seen in the episode all makes sense you know there there's a couple weird moments i actually was legitimately confused and i've, I've watched it three times at this point and i i'm still not even sure like it, it just seemed weird like kind of structurally like the way some conversations went yeah but the biggest thing is the it's just the animation like dude there was not there was not two shots in this episode that had the same style of like art or animation it was like it was like every scene as it like went from one to the other it was like it was watching a completely different not a different studio but clearly like a different style of art from beginning to end and it was honestly it was kind of hard to watch at points yeah the the latter half of the episode, basically while they're outside making that railroad, I was like, is this a different show? Like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. Even the the, the scene, like the opening scene of like Aaron, uh, like with his hair up and kind of like his, his frame of his body looked completely different too. And like the height, like, I don't know. It's, you know, it, it was just weird. Like, you know, the faces again there's like some time jumping a little bit like i know they're supposed to look younger but even then like it just it looks like there's one point like mikasa's head the shape of her head is just completely different dude not not facial structures (laughs) but just the shape of her head it's like this has a mega mind moment in this yeah where his whole brain looks like it's fucking swelling i do think from that i know i know the exact moment you're talking about i think that was like from an, an above view like kind of looking down was, at an angle but, it but was i was like <laughs> no i know <laughs> it's like i see what they were trying to do but uh yeah no like not a bad episode but no, it was it was good and it had great yeah. moments but i agree with you it was like jarring it took me out of it a couple of times i was like this just yeah. looks weird 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I guess, you know, in terms of theories, all I really got there is like maybe the schedule was catching up to uh, Mappa mm. from what I've heard. They had a pretty aggressive schedule to get these uh, episodes done. So Yeah, you had mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, maybe that results in some inconsistencies, which that isn't, you know, a huge leap of faith. That kind of makes sense to me. No, and you know, like we're we're here talking about it, and like you know, from the beginning of the season, the at no point like am I docking the show on like animation, like you know, like I think overall, maybe overall history, like looking back on the show, like this might be one of the big things people look back on, but in the moment, like I really don't care, you know, it's yeah. I'm here for the story and like you know set pieces and moments, but like this. I've ignored some of the awkward Titan stuff so far, and I know some of like the hair and hand movements have been strange. This was just—I don't know. It just—it was weird. It was like moment to moment, it was just like you couldn't. No one art style was continuously used. I found, you know, and it was just strange. Yeah. It was an odder one too because it was, you know, a significantly tamer episode with slower pacing. And when you just have people talking in rooms, it's easy for your mind to wander. Sure. I think yeah. like when it's just dialogue and and stuff like it's easy to be like why does he look weird when he's sitting, mm-hmm. when he's just standing like there's so little action on the on the screen that I feel like mistakes show a little bit faster if that makes or easier if that makes sense like in an action scene you're definitely not there to pick up all the details and all the tiny mistakes but when it's like a oneer and characters are only their mouths are moving but even yeah. then they still look weird it's it mm-hmm. just it shines through okay anyway that's that's enough of that yeah no I agree. Um, opens on Aaron and Hanji, uh, having a little conversation. That was a, like a strong opening to the, to the show, I thought, or a strong opening to the episode. Very weird. Um, I guess like pacing within the moment, like hearing, you know, like just like kind of Hanji showing up and observing like the, you know, well, Aaron's lines in this, you know, in this scene is the, you know, the fight fight, (laughs) you know, just like her, it was it was honestly, like, I wasn't a huge fan of this scene, if I'm being not, honest. So it didn't land for you? No, because, like, the, like, in the previous episode, there's the scene on the beach, you know, and, like, she kind of has, like, a similar antic. Like, her being her, mm-hmm. I just barely bought it then. Right. Her, like, her kind of, like, but again, that I, I bought it maybe more because it was, like, a t- very tense situation. Like, there was kind of a lot on the line mm-hmm. this was more of like a reserve moment and kind of her just like jumping into it it kind of felt like a little if i know i know she thinks fast and she acts fast and you know she mm-hmm. that's always you know been her thing that's her character so she was true to herself but even then i felt it was way too fast yeah I and don't, it just I don't you know disagree. what i mean the whole i mean they created a good contrast with hanji like fucking with him more or less yeah um you know being her and then the only time aaron responds is he's like yelling Mm. (laughs) so they did it i thought like it it worked in terms of like there was a contrast where she's not taking this too seriously or at least she appears to be having fun with him and he's not really having it yeah um but it was weird i don't just i don't disagree like part of me is like this would have been a much more effective scene if it was levi on the other side of the cage and they were just showing each other's one another's hand I think I think even if it was just slowed down a little bit, because the best moments in this scene is when, you know, Hanji, like she makes the reference to another thing, but I'm not sure if it's now or if it's later in the episode, you know, same moment in time, but mm-hmm. she kind of makes reference to like, oh, when I first met you, you know, I, yeah, you know, stayed like, up all night talking about Titans. And, you know, like that was, you know, maybe that's like a moment of nostalgia. So it's easier to kind of like accept and acknowledge as a viewer. But like when she was slowed down and they were kind of conversing, 
when she was just talking at him, I was like, wow, like, this is not what I want. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> like, I kind of, I wanted, you know, obviously Aaron's not really in a state of mind to really, you know, revealing his cards and kind of getting down to it. And, and this episode kind of does a good job of showing, like, there is more behind what Aaron's doing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But it, again, it's a theory, and we're, we're going to get to that, but. Yeah. The next thing is, uh, and you just made me think of something, because the next scene is, like, a, 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 you know, another jump back to the past. This whole episode, the last couple, I think, have, have been back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Present three years in the past, and now we're present two years in the past. Maybe we'll get present one year in the past next. I don't know. Uh, I would, I'm guessing that's what they're doing. The lead they're up. catching us up, which to be fair is what we wanted and it is working. Because it, it makes, it makes yeah. sense because at the end of the episode, they reveal that they are going to Marley. Yeah. So it would make sense for the past year leading up to the current moments, they would be like doing a reconnaissance. So I think that would make sense. That's, I think that's the next logical step for the following episode. Yeah. So we see, we, we get this, uh, one of our predictions comes true. Azuma Bito shows up, right? Oh, um, I, we're going to be talking about this, Dave. <laughs> yeah, so real quick, I, I just want to note, the way this scene starts is Yelena is there. She's like, hey, it's already been a year. The port is set up. I'm honored to work with you. I just, this is just, add this to the reasons or or mom, unsettling moments that she's had so far mm-hmm. <laughs> that just make me not trust her, you know? Like, again, she seems to be kind of very intrigued by Aaron. She more or less worships Zeke at this point. Um, Dave, she's a, she's a chartered member of the Church of Jaeger. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, she, she, she feels like a fucking cultist. Yeah. Um, I like Levi, quote, protecting Aaron, but not really. He's just sort of protecting an asset there. Yeah. Um, what, what it reminded me, though, though, though is because in this two years ago timeline is I hate Aaron's hair so much. It's like you can see that they're slowly aging the cast up in mm. this in the you know we go three years ago, two years ago, and like now we have the cast looking the way that they do in the present. It's a good way to kind of showcase the, the sure. passage of time. Yeah. But maybe that's another reason why it looked weird. Maybe they're like constantly having to draw the same characters in different spaces of time. Like oh, they're older here, but slightly less old here. I don't know. It just maybe could be true. No, it's you know like I'm 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 not gonna sit here and pretend like I know like anything about animation, but it's you know it's. Uh, if anything, this moment of his hair does not bother me in the little uh, um, compared compared to that man bunny has. Uh, I mean, that was sick. We both agree. No, I, <laughs> I severely disagree. Wait, you have a problem with man buns? I mean, no, to, to, to each their own. But it was, it, and that was the thing too. Like, how can people even comment on the hair? You can hardly see it. You know, like the the lighting in that scene was so dark. Like, I can kind of see his shape, but like, you don't get a good look at it. It's, uh, yeah. it just seemed kind of silly. So Azuma Bito shows up, and there's this tattoo slash branding reveal on Mikasa. Yeah. So, and okay. Less than Graceful Lordum. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, less than Graceful Lordum. So I was fortunate um, enough to have some manga folks hit me up on Reddit in a discussion without spoilers, and they basically said, in the manga, they plant this scene fairly effectively. Okay. Or, or they plant the the tattoo thing effectively in that Mikasa always had a wrist wrap on, like the whole way through. Sure. And like for whatever reason, seasons one through three, they just uh, didn't do that. Maybe they didn't realize it was an important detail because huh. apparently, like the wrist wrap thing was like actually mentioned at one point in one of the chapters of the manga, but literally like a hundred ep- chapters ago, 
Like, it was a very early thing. Okay. That is just now getting explained in the manga. But in the fucking anime, this is just completely out of left field. So, I was going to say, this is one of the moments that I'm... As, there's a lot of confusion with the Zuma Beto, uh yeah. this episode. And I actually feel like there's a couple moments where... I don't know if it's intentionally revealing her shadiness mm-hmm. or if it was just a mistake. Like, the... Mm-hmm. You know... And, well, we'll get to that in a moment. But, like, very weird. Just the reveal of Aaron, like, oh, Mikasa, like, show it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Dude. <laughs> this is clumsy. Yeah it, was, yeah. it was just weird because, you know, again, like, they, they've so deftly done such a great job with dialogue and, and lore dumps. Like, think about the, you know, the basement reveal. Like, that was handled mm-hmm. pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, because I said later on, like, am I being used as pretext? Like, do they actually give a fuck here? So maybe they didn't, I, I don't know, but it felt weird. Even the, like you just said, the dialogue that Aaron uses, like, oh, can you, like, you should show them. It's like this long thing. We've been keeping a secret. It's like, what? You haven't mentioned this once. Yeah. The, clumsy. Yeah, very just clumsy. Like, but that, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, it doesn't, I don't think it explains anything about, it explains her heritage, which, like, they've hinted at, mm-hmm. like, the fact she's oriental. I don't think it explains anything about the Ackermans' abilities. All we know is that they were, like, a royal bloodline. Um, yeah, because they make they make a point, because, like, it almost seems within, like, in that moment, when, like, when there's, like, the, the reveal of, like, the, you know, the, the wrist tattoo, Azuma Bido makes reference that, like, you are the heir you're the hope of his of uh, where, where the fuck is that H- from? Hizuru? Yeah, you're the yeah. hope of Hizuru. That was cool. I was like, no, oh, that that's is a cool. Powerful line. But they make they make reference to like, you are just, or there was you know someone not. They kind of just made it sound like someone from the nation, not necessarily of, you know, like the the royal family or anything like mm-hmm. that, and that they were left behind, and then like you know mm-hmm. that was that. But then she follows up saying like, you are. A direct you know ancestor of the royal family and i was like well is it one or the other you know what i mean like it's it, you know they i don't know it's it kind of just the placement of the conversation kind of was a little again clumsy and maybe i'm i read into it just a little too much there but um yeah no just you know azuma beetle it's weird weird bird <laughs> she really gets weird in this episode yeah I, I don't disagree that was it just felt very weird mm-hmm. um you know, they the next thing that really happens is they basically have, you know, the scouts or or parody people have a conversation with um, the Hizuru folk, and they kind of go over their proposal. Yeah. Uh, it's also revealed, I should mention, that Zeke broke it, brokered this introduction. So he's, you know, he's he's gone out of his way here. Mm-hmm. However, this this part also there, there's a lot to unpack in this quick meeting. A lot, um, yeah. A lot happens. Yeah, you get like some lore dumps and some some motivation dumps very fast. So the first is that Zeke met with them in the past, and there's some special fuel that they use for the ODM gear, and he calls it Ice Burst Stone. Has ever this, heard of it? <laughs> has this ever been mentioned before? I honestly don't recall. Did they ever mention anything about the gas for the odm gear that suggested that it was anything other than like just regular fucking gas i've only i've only heard gas but i think this is also again i i, I want to hold on to this because you know we, we still have more to talk about that conversation but i think 
there's a lot of like both sides are trying to fuck each fuck each other over here. Yeah. And it's I'm weird. wondering if Zeke I wonder if Zeke is trying to pull the wool over Azuma Beto's face. Or, you know, I think he's trying to trick her to get her to help because it could just be regular gas, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, that would be cool. That would make more sense than them actually having a never before heard of mineral that, like, the rest of the world doesn't have. You know, like, he's just, like, maybe it's, you know, a mineral, like, you know, maybe it's something they haven't seen before, but not necessarily of, like, you know, supreme value is, like, you know, they're assuming. Because even then, like, Azuma Beto and the Zero, like, they don't know. But. I think, I don't know. And like, it just, just reveals like how, and they even say like, you know, this meeting's going to go good. Pixis makes a reference. This meeting's going to go great. Yelena said, again, this goes back. Yelena said, but that means Zeke said. Yeah. That they're money they're, grubbers. They're, they're money grubbers. So it's, it's all seems to be intertwined. Like everyone's just trying to like outfox each other in this meeting. And it just, it, it doesn't feel like it goes anywhere. Yeah. And the whole like, Azuma Bito, like, licking her lips at the thought yeah. of all the... I mean, it was a little on the nose. Mm. It just, again, this felt kind of clumsy. This was weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but it is what it is, and I guess we'll just have to see where that goes. Maybe, you know, that basically I think what we take out of this is that maybe this alliance doesn't go super far, but but we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we learn a little bit about the plan or their proposal, from Zeke's uh, from Zeke's end, and the fact that Hizuru is on board, and the plan is basically this: three stages, right? Mm-hmm. You get them all together. You test. You do a test run, quote, of the rumbling, which is basically showcasing Parody's power. Yeah. So I assume that means you know Eric and Zeke hold hold hands and you know go kill some shit. Sure. Um, second stage is that Parody's military has to be strengthened. That's what you need Hizuru for. Right, they're a modern nation. They can probably help with that. And the third is the founding titan and uh, a titan of royal blood have to be passed down. So you know Zeke's titan and Aaron's titan have to be passed down because they're both coming up on their term. And they are, you know, whoever has royal blood has to bear as many children as possible. You know, presumably to keep, you know, to be able to continue to use the founding titan's powers because we're still assuming that Zeke has found a way around the whole curse slash vow to not make war type thing mm-hmm. is that is that just about right yeah i think uh that's on it there the the testing of the rumbling thing the whole they make so much reference to the rumbling this episode like you could honestly like yeah. you did like a shot for every time they mentioned the rumbling this episode like you'd be absolutely slammed by the end of it by the yeah, end that, of 20 minutes that caroline drinking game yeah <laughs> like i don't know it's you know and then yeah, I don't know. It, you know, because the other thing is too that it's the reveal that his hero kind of just gets like unfettered access to their this iceberg stone. Yes, that's and, a bit, yeah. I should have mentioned that. That is clearly their their motivation, right? That's why they want to help. It's crazy because like at this point, I suppose like it's been two years or no, it's it's been a year since like Elena and all them have been involved with uh, the parody folk, but. Like, is there communication between Zeke and them? Or is he just like, no, 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 like, go ahead, do it. Like, you, you're you going to have that. Like, he seems to be speaking for everyone on parody. Yeah. You I know? Don't, I'm so curious to his play here. Like, what changed his mind? What made him an, a, a restorationist? And what changed Aaron's mind? Because in this meeting, Aaron is the one who stands up and says no. Yeah. Surprisingly, Historia 
is actually like, yeah, I'm on board. I'll inherit the Beast Titan. And like knowing what that means, mm-hmm. that she'll she'll be death sentencing herself to die at a young age. Yeah. Um, and that she'll have to breed a bunch. You know what I mean? Will you know whether she wants to or not? Um, so she says yes to that. Sasha's in her head thinking like, Jesus, are we just gonna go back to? So is this the only way out? You know, just generations of people inheriting. Or Hanji. Hanji. Hanji says that. Yeah. Sorry. Did I say yeah. Sasha? Yeah, Sasha. Yeah. Um, Hanji says, like, so we're just going to go back to this. We're going to have generations yeah. of people pass down Titans. Aaron is the voice of reason here, more or less saying, like, if that's your plan, you can shove it. Yeah, not good. But and it calls out Zeke, too. He's like, uh-uh, like, not good. But clearly something changes for him. <laughs> like, yeah. Because he ends up forcing their hand to go get Zeke. So I don't know. I mean... You know, this part was well handled, I thought. Like, there, here's a plan, here's an idea. It's fucking bleak. But, like, maybe that would do the job. But our our, our protagonists say, no, fuck that noise. Mm-hmm. So all of that played well for me. But clearly something has happened to change Aaron's mind. Yeah. Which I think is probably going to be sooner than later. You mean the reveal? We're going to find out I what think. changes his mind? I hope so. It, I think if... Because we're probably going to see them back in Marley shortly. Yeah. Um, I think that is probably where the change is going to go. It sounds like he went rogue at the last minute. I think so. I think yeah. he went rogue and maybe touched, you know, maybe him and Zeke ended up getting moments together. Yeah. And uh, had some half brotherly bonding time. However, before, uh, the next thing I want to mention, though, is like my favorite moment of the episode. The Hanji, we return to Hanj and Aaron, yeah. Aaron in that cell. And he has the these you know these lines about, I ate the Warhammer Titan. There's no prison deep or strong enough that can hold me. <laughs> yeah, he he yeah. actually calls her too. He's like, what exactly, Hanji? What is it you can actually do? Yeah, he's uh, he's throwing his weight around as you know, like he has the weight to throw around. You know, it's not it's not bullshit. He calls her. He says, you can't kill Zeke either. You definitely can't kill me. So what? What's your play? He literally says, "Do you have something up your sleeve?" Now's the time. Yeah. And the one, you know, one thing I ha- thought they handled really well was him like standing up and kind of towering over her, because mm-hmm. he's. They make, you know, they mention throughout the rest of the episode, and it, it's shown that people they're all growing up. You know yeah. what I mean? And he looks bigger. Now. I was going to say, like in that scene, like he seems like taller than he's ever been. Like he was, like you said, he was actually towering over her. Yeah. And he's in the cage. That's the crazy thing. Like, you know, it's, uh, what is that from uh, the Dark Knight there? You know, you're trapped in here with me. Or no, you're no, I'm trapped in here. Or whatever, however he goes. But like, he's in the cage and he's the one calling the shots in that scene. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was really. surprised he went as far enough, like, far enough to actually grab her and like bring her in close and like and then, threaten like, a transformation for a sec. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. I was like, wow, Jesus Aaron is really uh, up, falling from grace. Yeah. Ease up, compadre. Jesus. Ease. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe he's got some uh, silver bullet of information that once we all learn. God, I hope so. This would be more bleak than the show needs to be if it just reveals that Aaron's like I'm the new big bad. That would suck. I don't think he'll go the big bad way. I think you know if we're making like long-standing predictions, like it just seems like as a result of all the trauma that he's been through, maybe he's just not. You know, it feels like he's at risk of kind of losing his humanity a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that it, he has become more objective, mission-oriented than anything else. And he can tell himself, like, oh, it's all about, you know, making sure that we're safe and that we're free. But it doesn't really... He seems to be getting further and further away from that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, was that your favorite part of the episode? Um, 
that's the thing. There's no there's no one moment in the episode that like I kind of there's no like stellar moment. There's one moment that I laughed out loud, and it was probably some of the best comedy in this show <laughs> yet, um, which is coming later. Uh, but uh, uh, I no, if it's like the same thing as mine. But <laughs> the, I don't know. Like the scene we are about to talk about was it's it stood out the most for me. I think in the episode is like kind of. Because that's like the whole, that's been the big theme this season is like, you know, history's repeating itself. Uh, yeah. You know, like war is just like, you know, war yeah. is war. Like, you know, but um, the, you know, like the talking heads, like it, this just goes to show that not much has truly changed in parody. Super interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so yeah, what you're alluding to is we were in this house and back in the present day and it's revealed couple things revealed real quick you know that they're it seems like high up military people are all having a dinner they're all getting drunk there's one guy in particular is we've been we've off. been seeing these guys this episode and last episode as well they've been giving these guys like momentary screen time yeah showing them up as like the i, I don't know if they're the like brass, the, the political power at play. yeah yeah they're, they're kind of like the facemen idiot government people <laughs> yeah maybe they don't deserve char- character Cu- names i don't know a couple of these guys are freaking idiots there seems to be a one guy that's standing out obviously yeah. we don't know a name but like just a bunch of fucking fools so you know like the reason we're saying that you know they seem to be not much has changed is because this guy literally says like you know this historia is a queen more or less in name only we hold the real power i'm curious to see how that plays Mm. Like if these guys make a move on behalf of parody that not everybody else agrees with out of their own self-interest, but TBD. Um, but the bomb here is that Historia is pregnant. Yeah, didn't see that coming at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, do you think we know the father? I was thinking back to that because we had, I think it would have been... Season three. Season three, part one. They kind of show, like there's a couple episodes kind of going back to... Uh, yeah, Historia's backstory of her on that farm. Mm-hmm. And I think the only person of note you see is, like, Fritz. Um, he comes and goes every now and then. And then there's, like, her sister. Um, yeah, the one that, like, actually inherited the Founding Titan, but Aaron's yes. father killed, right? Yes. So, you know, there's... Thinking back, like to that moment, I honestly like they make reference to like the throwing the rocks at her. It's weird they had. Yeah. It's so weird they had those details too. Like yeah, they're talking. Wonder <laughs> did they maybe, you know, did they maybe like show this in more detail in the manga, and this would be paying tribute to that, or maybe, maybe. they showed it back in those flashbacks in season three, and we're just not remembering. Very weird though. I, I yeah. looked around. I didn't look too too closely. That's I, the thing. This, I couldn't this, find any mention of a boy. This whole episode is rife with moments that you just cannot go online and check because you will get burned on. Yeah, it's it's such minute, in depth questions you have that it's you're bound to get spoiled. So I just kind of you just kind of had to eat this one and like move you know move on. If you had to guess, do you think it's a character we know, or do you think it's a new character? I don't think the father is of note. You think okay? You think it's an unimportant detail? I think this is a strategic moment, and, like, they've alluded to that. I think the the one drunk, he makes a reference to, like, you know, you know, Yel- and that's the thing, they keep, they referencing Yelena. They're mm-hmm. like, you know, like, she's, like, she's crazy, but, like, she's smart. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, Yelena, pro- Yelena probably told her, oh, you know, if you're pregnant, you know, you can't inherit the beast and all this and that. So, I don't know, because, like, the, there's a couple shots of Historia now currently pregnant, and, you know, I don't know, like, 
they could just be expressing that she's pregnant, you know, clearly probably at the end of the pregnancy mm-hmm. and she's tired, but she also kind of looked dead in the eyes. Like she looks look kind of, she looks troubled. So I, you know, I could be wrong that, you know, Elena last minute and like, look at the, you know, and even Nicola, like the, the moments they're very good with introducing new characters and in small little moments accrued up to like really make them something of note. So, you know, we, we could get a father or we could get like a face, you know, and, uh, and go forward with it. But, uh, interesting to see where that goes. If, if anywhere. So do you think she's making a play? Do you think she's trying to delay the inheriting the beast? Or do you think it's a genuine love story? Because it is, this complication is out of left field. Yeah. And her being, because they kind of show her face, like, there's clearly a moment where, like, she's, like, going to the barn. The guy's, like, working in the barn, and it kind of cuts to her face. And it doesn't seem like a look of, like, oh, hey, I love you. I always thought you. Like, it's, it seemed yeah. like she was on a, ta- like, she was doing a task. So, yeah. my hunch is, I think her and Aaron are kind of in on what's going on. Interesting. And, you know, like, maybe Aaron's trying to save face. I, It could be Aaron and his story don't trust Zeke. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, I was thinking, too, like, what if Levi's in on it and just kind of playing, like, the tough ass on Aaron and all this stuff? Maybe. It's it's it's, it's hard to tell. Like, this is, we had, we had mentioned this last week, like, we're, we're in absolute dark waters right now we in are. this show. Like, it's it could go and... It's fun, though. <laughs> it is fun. And this episode is revealed, like, they, they're just throwing more pitches at us like it could be red herring so that's the thing good point it could be certainly you know so it's 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 really hard it's you know you don't want to overanalyze too much and get like you know in the minutia of it but this this dinner scene was very interesting it was Um, so is the next line that this guy says right the bring another bottle marlian yeah and this i didn't get this at all i think nico is up to some stuff (laughs) yeah so so the bring another bottle marlian thing i thought was just like so it was very apt right like you could absolutely switch that last word with eldian and this would be taking place in marley Mm -hmm. you know they have war they have captives from the other side of the sea and they're treating them like dirt and that did not take long at all (laughs) like they've had these uh at this point what they've had these captives for two years a year not even Mm -hmm. maybe about a year and they're they've got them you know being uh sous chefs and fetching them drinks and they're referring to them by their, you know, by their race. Um, not a great look. So was, so was Nicola, Nicolo, was he not rounded up with the rest of the Marlins? So, so he was. So if you remember last week, so he was rounded up, but, um, you know, he seemed to either be sympathetic or be willing to just work, right? He said, they let me work. So because he, he was the chef, right? No, no, no. But like at the end of last episode, when Pixis kind of they have them corralled, they have guns drawn on them. Oh, was he just like not round? Yeah, that's what know. I'm wondering. Like, is this before or after that? Like, I think that's yeah. after. So the question is, did they not throw him in a cell? And, well, maybe or... it was only the ones that went over back to Marley. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe that's what it is because he would have stayed back. Yeah, he's been here the whole time. He's trusted. He probably cooks a lot of meals for everybody. Yeah. Maybe he's playing the long con. Do you think he is, though? On what side? Because they have no idea. But it just felt like a weird moment. He's like, is it this one? Like, I think all the wine thing, and I have a, I have a long game theory about this wine thing. Okay. Um, should we, do you want me to skip and just tell you what I think the wine is about? No, hit me. Okay, so 
at first glance, I think the wine and the fact that Niccolo is has it at the ready, all that really is meant to show you is he's suggesting, or the, the show is saying he's listening to everything going on up there because he already has the uh... wine ready. But the second thing, my long, my, my, my long shot here is the episode ends, it closes on Zeke and Levi in the woods and Levi's uh, soldiers are all drinking wine. wine. I did notice that. And Which it looks weird. like the exact same label. Hmm. And this could be, you know, just a fun, like, you know, look at fucking all no, these I love uh, this, parody Dave. people, you know, getting carried away with the booze. Or it could be like, you know, maybe um, they're going to be incapacitated in some way. Niccolo's obviously probably has some remaining loyalty to Marley. He's not exactly being treated great. Um, he has tons of motivation to turn on them. So maybe this incapacitates the, uh, the soldiers that are with Levi, leaving him alone with Zeke. I don't know. That would be interesting. But again, to what end, right? Like, what yeah. would Zeke get out of these people being sidelined? What is his goal? It's There's a lot of question marks there. But I did mm. think, like, we have Niccolo with this ominous wine moment, and we cut with tension and wine. Hmm. Could be a coincidence, could not. I don't know. I love that. I love that, actually. That's uh, all. I'm going to be keeping a really close eye next episode, for sure. Yeah, I'm awesome. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> So and then, then we, uh, the railroad. Uh, yeah, we go. So yeah. after this, we tune into an episode of Dr. Stone where everyone oh is God. building a railroad. Loving it. <laughs> Side note, love in season two. Yeah, I Watch just it, got caught up. I just got caught up. <laughs> um, but I was like, oh, look, like they're building new technology. This is like um, Senku's going to come walking in. Yeah. And be like, 10 billion percent going to work. <laughs> so uh, animation's all over the fucking place in this episode or in this, in this scene, but yeah. whatever. Well, wow, steel beams, Dave. Steel beams. It was neat seeing Mikasa like just casually walk by carrying like fucking eight of them. Did you catch that? It was so funny. <laughs> Leanna was beside me and she's like, "Did was that one person carrying all that stuff?" I was like, "Yeah, but she's an Ackerman. You wouldn't get it." And I was just like, oh, "I don't, I don't know." And then I watched it. You know, I watched it a couple more times. I was like, "Oh yeah, it does look just like her holding all those steel beams." Did you? The, I did the sec. I've, I've watched it twice, but the second time I just skimmed skimmed through it. But I caught. A pretty funny beat of Armin and Sasha in the in this scene. Did you catch that? No, I don't know. I don't think so. So it's it's in the exposition moment. It's right as the scene starts. I think it's like Gene and Connie talking about why they're here. Okay. They're, they're just like bringing you up to speed. Like, oh, Aaron, you know, this guy said we could build our muscles and help the mission at the same yeah. time. <laughs> this fucking guy, right? Captain America over here. Um, as they're doing that. Sasha is in the background and you can hear them yelling a bit, but it's like indistinguishable. Sasha's still alive at this moment and she's drinking all the water and Armin is chasing her, (laughs) trying to make her not drink all the water. I completely missed that. And then it it cuts to they're all dying of heat and the water jugs are empty. I do. Yeah, I saw that her like hiding in the shade and like Armin's kind of like, you know, fishing. I think it's Armin is kind of like fishing through supplies. Yeah, but But, that uh, was like kind of a funny moment. But yeah, so this is this is my favorite. Like we were talking about the, you know, I, I'm wondering if it's the same moment as me. But when Levi makes the joke of Love everybody growing, growing up, I laughed out loud so fucking hard. <laughs> like it just out of nowhere, but like such a genuine moment. And then later in the episode, I noticed when I had watched it again, 
when they're on the the harbor, they talk about the reveal of the harbor, and Yelena, like, oh, Aaron, nice to finally see you. It's been a year. Mm-hmm. And Levi, like, cuts in front of her. I was like, oh, yeah, he is really short <laughs> compared to, the like, everyone. Mm-hmm. It's, they set it up earlier in the episode. They, I don't know, really they did, yeah. No, I laughed at that, too. Um, yeah, they, they did a good job of aging the cast here, I thought. Yeah. Um, you know, despite it looking looking weird at, in, in parts. And then... Uh, Hunt breaks the news that Hizuru is not up to be, like, their mediator for the whole world. And this is where I want to talk to you, Dave. Right here. Hit me up. Um, this is how Willie knows about the parody spies. This is his, uh, Azuma Bido not getting her way. And taking all the information she has learned and all the meetings and the more or less, like, probably Zeke's plans... And this is her going to him. Because there's moments of her talking to Willie as a confidant. This is guaranteed how Willie knows what he knows. I Absolutely. Not, I did I would, not put those things together. I would bet all my chips on that's what happened. So you're saying uh, that, yeah, uh, Hizuru, Azuma Bito, they want to monopolize the resources on Parody Island. Hunch says no. Mm. And it's at the end of the scene, Hunch says basically, let's do it ourselves. Right? Yep. Let's Let's get to know everybody. Um, so with that decision, Hizuru is pissed off and she goes to Willie. Interesting. Because they hit, there's two moments in the episode that make reference that Hizuru is not in a good way. Yep. They are like financially, I think they, I don't know if they say financially in ruin, but they say like they've never bounced back from the Great Titan War. Yeah, they, they took a big L there apparently. And, And, you know, obviously they're very intrigued by the idea of, being, they said something along the lines of like restoring our kingdom to its former glory or our mm-hmm. nation to its former glory. And like they really wanted this resource. So I, I bet you this was, hey, Willie, wage war. You know, they have all this stuff. Because who would have known about that resource other than at that point than Azuma Bido? Yeah. So I guarantee. The resource that didn't exist till this episode. But yeah. yeah. Not so, but yeah. well, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it kind of fills, like, kind of just some back context to, like, their meetings and all that. I think this is, I think she's just a snake and she's trying to, you know, I think she's trying to get her goals completed in lieu of some, just someone else. Yeah, like, but she could be playing politics. That, do, that does make sense, right? If it just doesn't work out for her, that would perhaps give her some reason to cash in her chips with, uh, with Marley and provide some meaningful intel. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's that's my two cents on that. But the second I saw, it, I was like, "Wow, I yeah." This there's no way she was a true ally of uh, of uh, the gang. Um, Hanja has this other great line where you know she just says, first of all, you know, uh, Hizuru does not want to mediate between you and the world or us and the world, and she says the world wants parody to be the root of all evil. It mm-hmm. makes things simpler, and I thought that was. Uh, just like a good moment in the show. Like they kind of did a good job of showcasing that a little bit during Willie's play back in episode two or three, where they, you know, you have all these people gathered around internationally and they all agree that the parody Island, it fucking sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it, it just sort of made sense to me. I was like, yeah, like if there was a place where we could demonize an entire continent and just, if everything was their fault, Mm-hmm. Life might be easier. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have to think as much. Um, it and anyway, just kind of it makes sense. That level of like reductionist thinking makes sense. It makes you know perfect what? sense. Now, now that I th- I'm thinking back, I I genuinely believe there was a moment this season 
very early on where they make a point of the resources that parody has they do that's true they do say it was resource rich but i i guess i just thought they meant like typical stuff i i didn't think like i think that, like Iceburst maybe stone is it like a new element that has never been heard of i i don't know but i think i think they kind of set it up again it was very clumsy <laughs> the reveal mm-hmm. but and also too like did zeke just give her stolen like property of the marlene government or was that like an extra one he had that was another thing too yeah i don't know uh, the, again weird weird moments like it's so strange because the pacing and the, kind of the back and forth moments through the season has been so dead on this is the first time where it's just like you know i don't know but when you are when you're always on target and you finally miss it it's like it sticks out yeah 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 like a true. bit of a bit of a sore thumb um okay so that's that's mo- more or less that i mean what, what we take out from this is that we struck out with hizuru and the scouts are going to try and introduce themselves and maybe that begins with going to Marley for some recon. And I think we can assume that that's what we'll see mm-hmm. soonish, or, or at least maybe that's how we ended up there. The next moment in this episode is uh, everybody postulating about who gets Aaron's Titan. Yeah, that was, that was, a, that was a hard one to watch. A lot, yeah. lot going on there. It was also, good, though. Uh, no? <laughs> Hit me up. It made sense. Like, I, okay. I find they all do an accurate job of like showing the character qualities, like their flaws in that moment. Yep. They have, you know, Mikasa's like, you know, blind, steadfast protection of Aaron. They have Jean's arrogance. You know, they have kind of Sasha's like aloofness and then Connie, like both like Connie and Sasha's like aloofness Mm -hmm. of like the situation. And, but. But like it's it's a good scene. Like it it makes sense. Like it that is their characters. It's it's their defining, but also like their flaw, which is like any good character. You know, like Gene is a good leader and is going to go on forward because of his flaws. You know, and Mikasa is the same. Well, Mikasa is a little different because like they make a very clumsily mention of like we don't know the power of the Ackermans. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, <laughs> anyway, we knew they were one of the families for sure. If anyone's kind of due for some fleshing out, it's Mikasa's character yeah um just as someone that's become so central her key defining character trait is just protect aaron yeah and it needs a little bit more than that i think especially as Mm -hmm. they all age up yeah um like even you know as this scene ends we go to this i don't know if they're in a hotel or where they're all talking but they're talking again uh more or less questioning aaron's mental state this is like the final scene Mm -hmm. of the show more or less of the episode and you know how far gone he seems to be and was that really aaron why did he change his mind so it it that was a great scene but that was a great scene i think comparing the two of them i found the wagon one it's it's the same conversation being rehashed like years later yeah yeah which is meant like even in this scene at one point someone's like you know what if we have to take the titan from aaron and again like the only time mikasa really perks up she's like i won't let that happen yeah the Dude, one thing I, I, want, wish, I just want more. <laughs> yeah, the one thing I wish is Gene. There was a moment where Gene was going for it, like it was like as like maybe with me personally, but like he need. He even goes to the point of saying like, or I think Mikasa makes the point of saying, you know, like he needed us. That's why he did what he did. And like Gene's like, he, it's just I wish he had said like no Mikasa. Like he used us. Mm-hmm. you know like this was not like this wasn't like 
you know, us coming to save him because we're his friends. This was like him abusing our relationship. And he's like, you know, he needed you to get him out of that situation. And like, look what he made Aaron or um, Armin do. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish they had taken that a little further and it would have made that whole scene like a little. I, I agree because yeah. in that moment you get a whiff of that, right? Like you get Mikasa kind of giving him carte blanche. It's like, oh, you know, it's because he cares about us. That's why he's yeah. so angry. It's like, okay, yeah. well, maybe. But yeah. also like, look what fucking happened. Um, and we, we get a bit of that, but I agree they, you know, could have had a little bit more. It was close. Like Gene, he, like he, he took the baton in that moment. And I, I just wish I had been taken a little further. Armin, Armin was surprisingly quiet in that scene. I was expecting a little more out of him because mm-hmm. they've definitely kind of, maybe it's just the way I viewed it, but they've definitely showed that Armin is kind of losing faith in Aaron a little bit. They did last episode, right? When he was talking to Annie, talking about, yeah. I thought I knew him better than anybody. And then in this moment, it kind of just seems like, you know. Armin wasn't kind of just used so like a kinda, weapon. Yeah, I, I think he's dejected. I think they all are. I think yeah. it's good though and important that we're, we are being shown that the rest of the scouts are about as troubled as the audience right oh, now. Oh yeah, which is yeah. Um, things aren't looking great. It's uh, it's very ominous. I'm very curious about his motivation, what his next step is, and how the fuck this all works with uh, with Zeke. And before, yeah, before we go any further, I do want to throw Aaron a bone here. I've been a little hard on him <laughs> this season lately. <laughs> but, you know, there's, you know, and again, a really bad moment. But they do, they do reveal that, like, Mikasa and Armin were not in the room when Aaron found out about Sasha. And we right. knew they weren't in the room. But yeah. we also, they, we find out they didn't know his reaction. Right. And, like, you could tell Gene was clearly keeping that from them. Yeah. Because Gene's like, Connie, don't. Yeah. And Connie's like, no, fuck this. Like, you know, he, you know, he, he wasn't crying. Like he didn't like scream out. Like he laughed. And like in the context, I think, I do think Connie was in shock. Mm-hmm. And I think he might've taken Aaron's response like the wrong way. I think he took it like this, like, the, you know, it sounds bad saying this, like the most sensitive way possible. No, I agree. Aaron was definitely like in pain in that moment. Yeah. Cause you know, he ended he's laughing. After yeah. he laughed, he kind of broke, it felt like. Yeah, but, like, it's, you know, it's a funny moment. Like, you hear, it's so funny, you know, when, you know, someone passes and, you know, you think back to, like, a silly moment that they did. Like, you know, you are sad, but you laugh at that moment. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it was him remembering Sasha. And I do think in that moment it was not, not like Connie threw him under the bus. Because Connie's mad, obviously, because, like, you know, him and Sasha were so close. But like I said, I just want to throw Aaron a bone here. I do think his reaction was, like, realistic for the scenario but it also kind of felt like connie was weaponizing that against mikasa and armin i i totally agree yeah um it feels like everybody's they're all in the same spot in that they have a lot of doubt going on with where he's at um and it's just in varying degrees Mm -hmm. um even i think actually that scene ends on armin being like maybe we're gonna have to give the founding titan to someone we can trust yeah so that's like kind of a big moment from him at the end and then we get that last little scene with uh levi and and zeke with the with the wine but that is like literally a five second scene like it's like a quick pan and then very quick and you know what dave you know what gives i think gives some water to your theory we get less than five seconds with nicola yeah and then we get kind of like the the wine in that scene going to the wine in the scene of zeke and levi and it's Mm -hmm. quick and in and out just like the pre like the previous one i think there's something there man i i I genuinely think someone will come of that you can't hide from me man i (laughs) I see this man 
Um, yeah. Okay, so that's, that's more or less all of uh, the episode. Did you watch yeah. the Stinger or the preview for next week? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shortest one? Yeah. They keep getting shorter and shorter. They're, yeah, they show you less and less. This, it, it, I think, you know, this wasn't like a crazy prediction, but we did say maybe at one point um, Gabby will have to learn a little bit about where she is and about the people that are on this place mm-hmm. or uh, in this, you know, on this island. And I think it's because the first words out of the preview are that she and Gabby is she Gabby and Falco escape prison, mm-hmm. and they're you know receive help from they receive help. I think yeah. that's Sasha's dad. Oh, I think oh that'd be pretty heavy handed if that's the case. Yeah. Wow. Um, but guessing. did you catch the last little that last little moment of that? I uh, think uh, old, I think Flock is being he- assigned to hunt them down. Yes, because um, yeah. the episode, yeah, I remember, it's called Deceiver, I think. Oh, but I didn't catch the episode name. I think it is, but it, it stops on a um, on a close-up on Flock. Yeah. That's the last frame. And if, you know, if anyone's going to, like, hunt them down with impunity. Yeah. Even though they're kids, definitely Flock. He was ready to throw them out of that plane. Or yeah. the blimp, you know. Yeah, he was so, uh, not ideal. Um, it, the episode doesn't really show us much else, though. Like, we don't know if we're going to go back into the past. We don't know. We see nothing about, you know, Zeke or Levi or Aaron or any of those big players. So maybe maybe we do get a one-off episode of just, like, Gabby and Falco trekking through the forest with Falco on their tail. Or they split it up like they have been. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, you know, in... in... That's the nice thing about us doing, you know, Rick, you know, doing this podcast is looking back the the nice little moments. I do think I have a lot more respect for the episode now after having talked with you about it for about an hour. You know, it's the the moment the episode is by no means bad. I think it's a I think it is a great episode. It's you know, it's I think it's just like creative choices is mm-hmm. what's weird about it. But like the content makes sense. You know, again, we the word the go to word of the week is clumsiness. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It's it was a good one, and I I do hope they kind of tighten it up a little bit going forward. But uh, no, it's, yeah. uh, it's it's a good one. Maybe you know, and seasons one through three have definitely had episodes where it feels like mm. they had to put stuff in, and yeah. it just doesn't quite fit sometimes in in the flow of how you want to structure a season. So every now and then you get like just kind of a weird episode. This felt there was a couple episodes in season two I found that were yeah. like that. That so, kind of just stuck out. You know, maybe maybe a lot of these things are setups, or that like there are important details buried in here, like the fact that Historia is pregnant, Mikasa's wristband tattoo thing, mm. the resource dump, all these things that like maybe they just have to be on the page because they're going to mean something later. Yeah, I don't know, but I think I'm interested to see what happens. Um, I'm very excited for next week's episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we can leave it here. Right on. Cool guys, uh, thank you for listening. Um, we say this every week, but it's so cool to watch the podcast grow every week. Um, if you're listening to this on a platform that, you know, has likes and shares and comments, please feel free to do so. Continue to support the show. It's awesome interacting with you guys every week. Um, and we will be back this time next week and every week until part one is done. And hopefully, you know, maybe there'll be a part two. If so, we'll cover that and maybe other stuff. Um, so thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye guys. Cheers.